Welcome to the Weekly Breakdown with your hosts, Will Hurl and Matt Fiore. Thanks for joining us. So today we'll be talking about basketball and the recent performances of players and teams, and then we'll be going to soccer and football. And in more detail, we'll be going into the January transfer window and our predictions for this year's playoffs. So to start off, Matt, we're going to be talking about basketball and the recent scores. What are your thoughts on the different teams and their performances? Well, one game that stood out to me is the Thunder-Clippers game. Uh, and with the Blake Griffin injury, I mean, did you see his concussion? Yeah, I saw the elbow. Uh, a big hit, especially to the team. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how long he's out for. Yeah, I mean, their record this year isn't the best, but they're still contending for them to make the playoffs here, and that injury is definitely going to slow them down. So they're uh, um, a few games off uh, the playoff seeds, right? Yes, they are. Uh, do you know what place or? They are ninth. They are two ninth. games back, yeah. Yeah, so, um, I mean, we're going to have to see how it plays out, but uh, definitely, Blake Griffin, how, how long do you think he'll be out for? I mean, with concussions, you can never know. I know with Al Horford on the Celtics, there was just like a, he's on the, he was on the concussion protocol, and that can only be a few days, but if he actually, Blake Griffin, if he actually has a concussion, he could be out for a couple weeks. Yeah, we look at their lineup, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, Tosodic, um, Austin Rivers, Gallinari. I think maybe Danilo uh, Gallinari, a fellow Italian, could uh, maybe take his place if he does step it up like he did yeah, for the Nuggets. Gallinari, he's always been a promising player, but injuries have always slowed him down. So, I, mm-hmm. honestly, as a healthy player, he definitely could lift his team to keep what they've been doing. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the Clippers can react in the next games. Yeah. Another team's the Lakers. <laughs> Uh, yeah. 0-7 recently. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, I mean, they're on a nine-game losing streak. They just, I mean, they've lost Lonzo Ball. He's back now, but without Lonzo Ball, this team is clearly just falling apart. They have no leadership at all. And, I mean, all said and done, I don't know if you know this, but the Lakers' draft pick is owned by the Celtics as of now. Uh-huh. With uh, As long as the Lakers have the odds to the second through fifth pick, the Celtics get that pick. So, I mean, for all we know, the Lakers are just tanking at this point. Um yeah, yeah, they've well, been playing so horribly. Uh, I heard about the draft pick, and that's definitely hit to the team, especially because they have so many young players. Uh, I mean, I, 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 like you were talking about in the recent episodes, that they could possibly be a dynasty. I'm not, I'm not sure if they'll actually have the leadership to do that unless Lonzo Ball really steps it up. Yeah, I mean, I'm in a way a fan of Lonzo, so I, I still have mm-hmm. my trust in them. But I feel that Ingram and Randall. I mean, Randall obviously there's rumors of him leaving altogether, but I feel those aren't really the young players they want to build around yeah well uh the lakers are definitely a team with lots of talent and we're gonna have to see if they can really in the next few games show that they have what it takes to actually be a playoff contender in the next few years or maybe even this year but it's gonna be really unlikely yeah definitely and so yeah we'll see how they react um another team's the knicks uh they're having struggles especially they have some young players but that said, they should be able to um, be a playoff contender with the talent they have. Yeah, I mean, at the start of the year, uh, I no one really expected that much, but after the first few games, they were in a playoff uh, playoff spot, and now approaching halfway through the season, they are not in the playoffs. Well, yeah, um, 10th place, similar to the Clippers in another situation where, like, they've had some struggles. Yeah. And uh, um, they're playing the Mavericks, which is a team that They should has, beat. Yeah, they, sh- they should beat, and we'll see if Dennis Smith Jr. can put another great performance which he which he's been doing for so long yeah i feel like the knicks some of the lakers they just 
their lack of leader within that team. I mean, mm-hmm. Michael Beasley being your best player, that, that's not what you want to see at all. Yeah, and especially suspended for that long. Yeah, and Frank Natika, um, another, he's a point guard. He has the length, but he, he hasn't been playing that well. And um, Porzingis, a center, um, really being your high scorer, that's that shouldn't be the case, especially when you've players like Hardaway and uh, and like. Um, Easily, another. Yeah, I feel the score. blame has to go on Porzingis. I mean, there was all that drama with Phil Jackson being removed from the front office in New York, and I feel Porzingis, while he's still having a pretty good st- uh, statistic year, he's mm-hmm. just he's not a good leader for this team as of now. I think he has to change something in order to bring these young players and like Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway Jr. They're very good shooters, but without a good leader, I think they have no play. Yeah, well, another again similar to the Lakers. Uh, Two teams that really have to show to um, in the next few games that they have what it takes. Um, yeah, and so another another big drama in the NBA is um, Paul Pierce's retirement uh, ceremony, and uh, as is Isaiah Thomas's um, video that that really caused drama in the Celtics dressing room. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm it's so controversial. It's hard to even say where it's going to go next. I mean. I'm not really sure why Isaiah, I mean, uh, in case you haven't already heard, uh, Isaiah could have had his tribute video when he returned to the Celtics for the first time this past Wednesday, mm-hmm. but he declined having that and for some reason requested to have it on the same night as Paul Pierce's uh, jersey retirement. And, man, I'm no, I know I'm not alone in saying this, but I think Isaiah just should have nothing at this point. I think he kind of misses opportunity, and it's just a generally unfortunate situation. Yeah, well, I mean... Paul Pierce has definitely been a more important player for the program. Um, and Isaiah Thomas put out great numbers is is the whole of his uh um Celtics career after being um after com- going from the Kings and yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a sad thing to see. The Celtic fans clearly love Isaiah, but if he can't get it going with the front office, then it's just no way I don't see any way of it happening. Yeah, I mean, it's troubling to see because why can't you just have it on a different night? Why, yeah. Why do yeah. you why are you comparing yourself to Paul Pierce? Um, and I mean, he clearly was the better player of the two, Paul Pierce, and we'll have to see if they'll have a tribute video at all for yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, definitely. So another uh, big player in the last two or three games was was Gerald Green. What are your thoughts on his performances? I mean. Uh... Coming in on a 10-day contract, not a lot was expected out of him uh, for the Rockets, but with James Harden being hurt, Gerald Green clearly stepped it up, and he definitely earned himself a full-year contract. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's cool to see because especially no one considered him to be a starter, but now there's questions, that, will Gerald Green play small forward? Will he, um, will he start at all? Um, do you think he, he'll have the opportunity to play on the starting five? Um, I think if the situation calls, yeah, he might have earned himself a starting spot. Um, I don't think he'll, once Harden comes back, he'll necessarily get starting time, but he'll definitely have a role on the bench in some way. Yeah, it'd be cool to see, cool to see if, uh, like, especially with the shooting he's recently had, he, he's hit, like, he hit about six threes in a row. Uh, hmm. It's a number to put out there, and, uh, you know, he, he has, he's a well-rounded player. He can He's famous for his dunks, and now he's shooting well. He recently said that um, all I was doing was playing one-on-one with my Rottweiler and uh, <laughs> just living at home. It's it's cool to see 
really how you, he could step it up in the NBA. Yeah, he's an exciting player to watch, definitely. So another foul that um, was pretty interesting um, coming from last week when we talked about something different, um, uh, Brad, Bradley Beal was fouled um, pretty harshly. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, that flagrant two on uh, Del Vadova of the Bucks. I mean, we were talking about last week with uh, Marcus Smart and James Harden and how the Celtics beat the Rockets right in the last 12 seconds. Um, I mean, I feel generally the league needs to change its rules in some way. I feel the rules are just so easy to manipulate as a player, whether they want to or not, that the refs just either have to or decide to make a call, and there's nothing the players can do about it. Yes, yeah, so I think. I mean, you saw what uh, Del Vadova said after he said, quote, um, uh, you, you, you flopped, and... You can see that the players don't take it as seriously as they should, and they don't have the punishment that other leagues have, like uh, like the Premier League, for example, or the NFL. And I, I mean, the refs have to put harsher penalties on on the players, like putting them out for more games at a time, not just one game. Yeah, I mean, like uh, if you saw the play, uh, Delvadova, I don't even think it was intentional per se to fully deck Beal as he ended up doing but he was just trying to grab him and I feel maybe that was put into consideration but I feel the refs needed to make a clear set of rules to address mm-hmm. that I mean the players aren't going to know in the moment it's well, not something that'll be on the yeah, mind it was clearly a harsh foul and, and definitely worthy for um, Delvedoa to leave the game but we're going to have to see if how the league reacts and, and how long he's out for I mean, if you compare it to hockey and not quite football, but basketball, whether you like it or not, is a contact sport at times. Yeah. And while there's no pouncy box as there is one in hockey, I feel the NBA could really benefit from having some system where the rules are more set and uh, just generally enforced better. Mm-hmm. So you think, uh, you, you think the refs are not doing enough for the players to be for the players not to be so harsh or um, what are you what I are you almost feel the other way around honestly uh, I f- well I feel the refs choose to make their calls at the worst times I mean if you're watching the game I know sometimes in some interviews with uh, former refs of the NBA they'll say like usually they base the calls on the flow of the game and stuff like that where they won't make last minute calls I mean I feel the refs should more have a role on like a clear set thing that stops the play like you'll see people just pump faking and leaning into the defender, and they'll get a call. Like I, yeah. it, the rules are just so easy to manipulate, and the refs, they're getting taken advantage of pretty much. Yeah, I mean, there should be more. There should be less calls in general because I don't know. Uh, every play seems to be a shooting foul and an end and end one. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll be talking about the um, NFL referees, which is another cool story. Yeah. Yeah. So now. Um, we're going to talk about Coutinho's signing for Barcelona. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, uh, coming from Liverpool where he's been for so long, and there's already been rumors of him going to Barcelona before, but with this signing, I mean, while Coutinho clearly wanted to go to Barcelona, um, I feel it's just another case of players wanting more money, and they get that. Uh, I feel just the game of soccer in general is leaning towards being a bigger sport with uh, contracts and stuff, you don't see this stuff with the NBA quite yet, or even the NFL. I mean, it's just crazy to watch how, even though it's players going country to country, I mean, these are big teams they're going to, too, but it's rare to see a player stay with one team. Yeah, well, money. true. I'm, I mean, 
that's in part because the NBA sets up drafting instead. Um, not really, like, not really swapping more swapping players unless buying it for lot large amounts of money. That usually doesn't happen. I mean, and that's set up for the league to be fair, which is another thing that um is is different about them. But like teams like PSG just spending money, spending money. It's kind of unfair because other teams don't have the um resources to actually build up like I don't know Juventus. For example, they they really bring it up from the youth. or like Southampton, other teams like that that really bring up the players and then sell them. And so it's it's really interesting to see that a lot of players aren't being as loyal, like you said. And yeah, I mean it's hard to see because I mean all said and done, it's a business. I mean mm-hmm. it's, I feel like it's less about a game anymore and about really the joy of playing, but more about how much money a team can make. And like you said, some teams just generally don't have enough money or resources just to have a contending team especially like in premier league and all you see the same teams at the top every year except for like leicester that one year um but yeah i mean it's just all about how much you can spend the market yeah well last year that was exceptional that's why it was so everyone was so impressed because really a team that didn't have the money that other teams do was able to beat the big boys like chelsea and speaking of chelsea uh barkley just signed uh, from Everton for fifteen million a year. I mean, that's a small amount of money in these days for soccer, but definitely a cool signing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, talent in general it always fluctuates towards the top tier teams, and that's for a reason because they have enough money to spend on getting what they need. Um, and I guess that's how a smaller team like Everton, while they're well known, um, they're nowhere near being top tier contenders with how much talent they let go, like Lukaku, um, just stuff like that. Yeah, well, Chelsea has had some problems this year. Um, winning the Premier League last year, they struggled a bit. And, uh, I mean, uh, Conte recently said that he he hasn't gotten the players he's asked for. And Morata was ha- having trouble finishing his rumors of, of Hazard going to Spain. Um, it, it could be a good move for him, like Atinho. What are your thoughts on Chelsea's team this year? Can they finish second or maybe challenge for the title next um, games? Uh, I mean, it's so hard to say, but uh, I feel Chelsea as a whole is not the same team they were a couple of years ago, like with John Terry as their captain, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so he's gone now, Aston Villa. Retiring, yeah. He's retired uh, now, yeah. Uh-huh. He's just gone. I feel like just not the same team that built itself up. They, they've changed players so much. I feel with Chelsea, it's hard to have a, a stable team that can actually play consistently. And mm-hmm. and honestly, I would not be surprised to see Hazard leave to yeah. some team in La Liga or wherever. I mean, for him to really um, step up as one of the best players in the world, which he hasn't had to and was rumored to do when he first moved to Chelsea, uh, it could be a move that really sets him apart and makes him become a star. But yeah, Chelsea's got to find their um, find their groove and really do what Man City's doing, really just winning games and grinding out games. Yeah, I mean, with Hazard, him moving, I mean, one player that I could somewhat compare him to is Gareth Bale. He's not the star of Madrid by any means, but he's still a very good player. And I feel uh, Hazard would really benefit from not being in the spotlight all the time and playing on a team where he can get trophies, wherever it may be, a more stable team to be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so another team to talk about is Arsenal. Um They've been struggling a lot. They recently lost today against 
Nottingham Forest. What are your thoughts on the situation there? Should Man, I mean, Arsene Wenger yeah. didn't get re-signed to a contract, right? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. do, you, do you think you should be sacked? Uh, yeah, I mean, something's clearly wrong with Arsenal. They haven't won in a long time now. Uh-huh. And I don't, really, I don't understand what's going wrong. They have a lot of injuries, mm-hmm. um, so that's some excuse. But the team has the talent to win. I really don't understand what's wrong with them. Well, they... The FA Cup's always been a big tournament for them. Um, they have the most trophies of any team in that tournament, and uh, it was crazy to see because um, they won last year. I, th- I think they've won the last three years, and wow. and with the promise in that tournament that they had, um, they shouldn't be losing to a team like this. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea who they played. I, I, I doubt they played their top-tier players that they have, but yeah, that, it's an embarrassing loss. Yeah, um, four two, a, cra- a crazy game to say the least. Uh, do you think they should like should go in the uh, January transfer window and sign some new players? I think they have to if they want to compete with uh, Man City. Um, mm-hmm. Wherever they're at, where are they in the standings? Are they? Oh, uh, they're f- close. They're fifth right now. So yeah. uh, more uh, right now. The question is, can they get in the Champions League? Because this season they're not competing in the Champions League. They're in the Europa League. Um, it really, the question is, uh, can they win the Premier League the next few years? But really, they just have to get another four spot like they do every year. Yeah, I mean, I feel what they really need to do is start building for the future. I mean, you see teams like Man United a couple years ago, with mm-hmm. Rashford, Martial, like they're building their team younger and old. Arsenal, I feel like it's just been the same team over and over that they haven't mm-hmm. brought in many players that could lead their team for the next five, ten years. I, they need to change something yeah, well, up. Alexis Sanchez, Ozil, um, Lacazette's another uh, young striker. Yeah, Lacazette is yeah, exceptional. Um, these two players, uh, Sanchez and Ozil, they are definitely top players in the world. They should really be stepping up. And and what I could see happening is them moving. And, and, yes. And, not, and unfortunately, just letting Arsenal dry and not letting them actually pursue... Uh, title win yeah I mean before Coutinho got signed I believe Sanchez is rumored to go to Barcelona next yeah. um maybe he still will but I feel Sanchez and Ozil they're definitely top tier talents Ozil had a great year a uh, great uh season last year um but I think the time's coming short in Arsenal they're getting mm-hmm. older um Lacazette I forgot about him he definitely could be some part of the future for Arsenal, but they need to make some big changes, I think. And probably that big change is sacking Wagner. Yeah. Been there, there for so long. And, I mean, his first first years were pretty went pretty well because he, he won the title, and it's unfortunate to see that Arsenal's having the year that they're having. Yeah, definitely disappointing. Yeah, so another a big talk in soccer for many years now are the racist, racist uh, chants, such as on, on uh, Kevin Prince-Boateng, but now Matuidi. What are your thoughts on uh, what's happening there? I mean, it's it's so hard to see. Cause I, I mean, the moment for me that stands out when I think of racism in soccer is Balotelli. Yeah, when he was that, playing. Yeah, that, uh, that whole moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I don't understand why fans do it. I mean, uh, thankfully, soccer is a very diverse sport. Uh, you see all around the world. There's no borders or walls at all with uh, soccer. But I feel it's, it's hard to see. And... Um, do you know why they were saying like who is the team winning losing? Um. So uh, so uh, one of the reasons it might have been is because the Calgary fans were frustrated. They it was zero zero for a while, and then in the end, um, Juventus got the goal that they that they needed. 
But another big part of it is the ultras in Italy. <laughs> it always seems to be Italy that's causing these um, racist chants. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's really terrible because the players that they're chanting are always good players. And uh, it's really something that peop- that players can probably change because they're big for the clubs and just tell them to really stop because some of their players are um, usually black as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very confusing to me um and um i'm not sure what officials could do like what would you what would you like to see changed uh uh prevent issues like this from happening in the future i feel like it's more of a issue that officials don't have the power to deal with it's more the club they should really i mean the league as a whole should find these teams that have the ultras that are really chanting the um these terrible things and it's probably the players of the club that this is happening. I have to take an initiative and change it, but also the, uh, the club itself. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, it's impossible to know what was going through their minds. Maybe it was like alcohol, something like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't know. But I feel maybe it's up to some maybe, media, uh, promotion right by the team, like something like that. I know, I'll see, uh, Instagram or something like that. Uh, a person will be saying like, stop this for blah 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 whether it's like Chelsea or whatever but I feel teams or the um, front office I think has to make a change with that I mean mm. they they could definitely do more well yeah finding a team a team is definitely probably one of the best options but it's gonna have to come down to reforming in European soccer why is why does this keep happening uh, we'll have to see yeah um, but yeah um, so another Speaking of uh, retirement happening in sports, Carson Palmer retired. What are your thoughts on his legacy and what he what he's done in his long career? I mean, Carson Palmer had a rough start to his career, um, but once he came to Arizona and the Cardinals, that really changed him. I don't think he'll make the uh, Hall of Fame for football, but he had a very solid career with the Cardinals. The past couple of years, they haven't been the best, but still very good. He's battled injuries, but he's definitely represented the classic style of quarterback that we're actually not really seeing as often anymore. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like Tony Romo retiring recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a generation of players leaving. Um, the question is, who's next? That's going to be uh, yeah, interesting to see. Well, Carson Wentz is another name to bring up there. Uh, another quarterback, similar similar playing style. Um, could he have the, a better career than him? But, yeah, Carson Palmer... He, he put out great numbers, having more yard, um, yards than some of the great quarterbacks out there. But uh, definitely, I mean, to um, the year before this one, uh, the Cardinals had a pretty deep run in the playoffs, and it's unfortunate for him never to have a, the year he wanted. But, um, yeah, definitely a, a big player for the, for the sport. Yeah, it's tough to see him go out the way he had to. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, football's a... Contact sport. Yeah, it's a tough sport to play. So, um, speaking of the speaking of uh, the playoffs, um, big games um, happening right now, currently, and and uh, and the wild card round is is happening right now. What are your thoughts on the games that happened yesterday, and what's going to turn? What are the games going to turn out like today? Uh, well, the game that stood out to me yesterday was the Titans game against the Chiefs. Um, mm-hmm. That was a very entertaining game to watch. Uh, the Chiefs blew an 18-point lead 
and mm. Titans somehow managed to get a one point win. Uh, I mean, the Titans now have to play the Patriots next week, and I don't really see them beating them. But the Titans really pulled off a very successful year. All said and done, they did not have the talent coming in. I don't think anyone really expected them to make it past the first round of playoffs, if the playoffs at all. Um, so that game yesterday really stood out to me as a surprising one. Well, it showed the character that the team showed because they were really they were down by a, a lot of points, eighteen, and uh, Marietta re- really showed that he has what it takes to really play well, and uh, it was cool to see that the the um, Titans were able to come back. Yeah. Especially with Kareem Hunt having such a good game, and and yeah, it was cool to see. Yeah, I mean Kareem Hunt, he's had a phenomenal rookie year. Maybe he'll win rookie of the year. Not sure. Hmm. Um, but I feel the Chiefs they had a very hot start to the season, uh, but they've kind of they did slow down uh, going into the playoffs, and I believe Alex Smith is um, might have an expiring contract. I'm actually not sure about that, but. I would not be surprised to see a couple changes when the with this team trying to build around with Kareem Hunt for how many years they may have him. Um, yeah, he's definitely the future of that team. Well, he's definitely a very fast um, running back. A lot of teams don't have players like that. And uh, Smith definitely had a good year this year, um, putting in some great numbers. And uh, uh, it's, it's unfortunate to see for the Chiefs organization that they're going home right now, but you look at the Titans and what a great comeback when they had especially yeah. with the the self-pass Marota had yeah. Giselle, um, Giselle recently said that quote the um, players have to catch the ball when my husband throws it and you know it shows that a quarterback can catch and throw yeah so yeah Mariota is a very exciting young player mm-hmm. coming from Honolulu uh, not many players or <laughs> not too many players from Honolulu have or Hawaii have great careers and we'll be able to see in the future if we can really turn this Titans organization around yeah um the other game yesterday the Falcons and the Rams uh I was not expecting the Falcons to win I have to say I mean the Rams they uh they have a very exciting team to watch um their move to Los Angeles they've been in kind of a fresh start and um yeah it was a tough way to go I would say it was a bit disappointing go first round uh uh-huh. well two great offenses that have performed well all season I I I had to uh, defer from your opinion I thought the Falcons were going to win the whole time especially with Julio Jones probably one of the best wide receivers if not the best in the league um it's it's cool to see because especially last year losing in the finals um we're going to have to see if they can maybe even make it to this Super Bowl 52 and and possibly win it this time yeah, I mean, this the uh, whole NFC, uh, next they play the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a very interesting game. I mean, I honestly can't make a prediction I would stick with for more than a day. Um, the Eagles, they're going to, they have a lot of pressure on them uh, without Carson Wentz, um, and they have a significantly better record. But maybe the Falcons will upset them. Uh, yeah, I'm sure well, go. another... Both two good offenses again. Um, we're going to have to see if the Falcons defense can really um, play as well as they did and uh, put out another good performance with Devontae Freeman um, putting out good yards as well. Um, yeah, but uh, my prediction, I think the Falcons will win that game as well just because I think that the, the 
in the recent um, end of the season, they've been 6-8. and eight. They've been winning a lot of games, and I think they're just going to keep the run going. Yeah, maybe they will. Especially, yeah, with Carson Wentz uh, getting injured. Um, I think that'll hit the um, hit the Eagles too hard, and the Falcons will pull through. Yeah. Um, another game that's kind of, uh, going on now, maybe it's over, um, the Bills-Jaguars. Mm-hmm. From what we've seen, uh, honestly, I don't see either team having much of a chance against the Patriots next week. Uh, very low scoring. Yeah, well, when we took the time to record this uh this um the podcast uh it was interesting to see the teams were barely scoring the whole time it was uninteresting I mean McCoy is back Sean McCoy puts out great yards and he was really the player to look at but really the two quarterbacks are awful at throwing <laughs> and it's it's a boring game to watch yeah I mean the Bills from what we watched they had to lean on McCoy for most of the game whether it was his runs or even passes yeah. on the wing um Maybe they'll pull through. I actually would hope the Jaguars do after seeing their performance. Blake Bortles is known for being a good quarterback, but at the half he had more running yards than he did throwing yards, mm-hmm. only being 30 apiece. Um, and it doesn't say much for the Jaguars in the next couple rounds. Yeah, well, 10-3 in the fourth quarter right now. Um, the Jaguars, I guess, have played a good defensive game so far. We're going to have to see if the Bills can really make a play happen right now. Um against the Jaguars even that has been so good this season. Yeah, I mean, the Bills, they've been an exciting team to follow so far for this, this year's playoffs because they hadn't made the playoffs for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if they can actually stick with this win. Yeah, um, two teams that weren't expected to make the playoffs. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can actually uh, uh, put a fight against the Patriots. Yeah. An- another... Probably the best team in the league. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have that pressure on them for sure. Yeah. Um, another game, the Panthers against the Saints. This time, it's two offenses that are really been good this season. The Saints with uh, Kamara. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, a gr- another good offensive player. We're going to have to see if the Panthers can win this game. I-, I-, I think the Saints have the edge just because of their offense has been so good this season. And oh, yeah. And and Cam Newton ha- not having the the best year. Um, it'll be interesting to see because the next round um, they could win against the Vikings. It would be a close game. Yeah, I mean the Super Bowl is in Minnesota this year, so I'm sure the Vikings have um, a bit more motivation this year to make it to the Super Bowl. But uh, I would not be surprised at all to see the Saints playing them. Uh, I, the Panthers are a very good team. The Saints, I mean Drew Brees making a claim to win MVP this year with his great numbers yeah. with his age um yeah i mean the saints uh definitely have the um bets going for them uh-huh um yeah well um if the saints do win they'll play the vikings like we said and uh it'll be interesting to see the steelers another good team will they be able to they well they will be able to probably most likely be able to win in uh in their game Oh, yeah. Um, one team that didn't make the playoffs this year, the Raiders. I, uh, I'm not sure if you heard their new head coach, John uh-huh. Gruden. Um, I mean, while this may not be on the most, uh, every front page of the news stories, uh, it's a pretty big deal to have a, a coach signed to a 10-year contract. I mean, you haven't really seen this before. I mean, while Belichick's been with the Patriots, probably the longest tenure of any coach in the NFL currently, um, 
making 10 million a year or maybe it's 100 million a year probably not but I mean this, that's a big contract for a coach I mean you don't see anything like this in other sports typically 10 million a year mm, 10 million a year definitely a large sum of money I mean that's where I can think of that um, make, of coaches making that much money is soccer but um, definitely interesting because like uh, you look at different teams like the Patriots Belichick might be leaving now um it's interesting to see that coaches are really um, given more uh, respect on the team's performances. Oh, yeah. I mean, and the Raiders, they had uh, somewhat of a successful year. A lot of them was going against them. They have a team built for the future at this point. Derek Carr is a young quarterback. As long as he stays healthy, they definitely can make the playoffs. Um, and they, the Raiders have clearly invested a lot of money into the new head coach. So we'll see where they go. Yeah, um, another thing to talk about is the NFL refs. Um, what's the situation happening there? Are they? Is it similar to the NBA? Uh, yeah, I mean, the latest news I've heard is with the Titans-Chiefs game, the head official retired the day after he finished his <laughs> game, um, after he was getting a lot of backlash for some bad calls. And if, similar with the NBA, I feel the refs have to rely on making calls because the rules call for such a specific play that there's no way they can go against it. Um, I mean, NFL is a bit different. You actually see more penalties, honestly, than fouls mm-hmm. sometimes in the NBA. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think they also could benefit from changing things up a bit. Yeah, well, you see um, game to game, you see flags being thrown left and right for random things, um, and sometimes it even being overturned by the other official. Uh, but similar to the NBA, there's um, replay. Um, the the um, refs almost use it all, almost all the time. And, uh, yeah, it was a big game, and it's sad to see that the ref had to retire as a result. Yeah. And probably he might have cost the game because it was so close at the end. He, yeah, definitely. It, it might have cost the Chiefs their season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to – I mean, football is a contact sport, right? So the ref, refs can't afford to be too – lenient or a player might get seriously hurt whether it's career ending or brain damage from concussion um but it, it it's so hard for refs to make the right call with the way the rules have been formatted um i'm not really sure what needs to be changed at this point it, it's such a complicated issue uh well we look at this in in nba and in nba and almost all sports it's it's definitely hard for the refs um and that's why there's there's video replay and all and all these different technologies not to put the blame on the ref for the game which some coaches and players actually do but um it definitely it's a big issue thanks for listening to our third podcast of the weekly breakdown with your hosts matt fiore and will Hurl. thanks for joining us and we'll have lots in store for you next time thanks